So I recently found myself repeatedly asking whether or not I had just ruined my life. The thought kept going over and over in my head, and I'm about to explain why that is. This is Chris Waldheims, and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast designed to help you find your creative voice. So recently, um, as some of you listening know, I wrote a book, and this is significant because for the first time since I began writing the book, which was close to a decade ago, for the first time, I actually shared it with people. And, um, or people, I should say people who aren't editors or who aren't helping me work on the book. And the reason why this is significant is because a lot of my friends and people who I shared it with, this was the first time, like I said, I shared it with personal acquaintances, people that are close to me, people that I trusted. Yet still, I had this overwhelming feeling of fear that when I shared this book with people, I had done something completely nuts. And the reason why, and I'll explain a little bit more about this, but the reason why is because the book goes into a lot of personal stuff about my childhood and my story and a lot of other things that I wasn't quite comfortable sharing, but knew that I had to share. So, you know, when I say not comfortable sharing, it might sound like, well, then why did you share it at all? Because honestly, the reward outweighs this potential risk and feeling. And also the act of sharing is really what the book is about. It's actually trying to bring forward something that's been within me for a while. So um, it had to be shared. So that's what it was. That's why over the last um, or over the week or so after I shared the book, I kept having this feeling, did I just ruin my life? Would everybody think that I'm nuts? Will everybody look at me differently? Would people judge me? Uh, there's all kinds of thoughts that were just racing in my head, and they came fast and furious, super thick uh, sort of web of thoughts that just kind of were telling me, like, you've done something fucked up. You shouldn't have done it. That was uh, a crazy thing to do. And yes, it is a crazy thing to do. It is a crazy thing to write about your life and then share it with people who may not know anything about it. And then in the future, to share it with complete strangers. That's absolutely nuts. Most people don't do that, but my position is that for some of us, and maybe some of you listening, it's a requirement. You're going to have to do it at some point if your goal is to authentically share and create and connect with other people. At some point, you're going to have to share something that feels uncomfortable, something that's really personal, or something that you've put a lot of work into or a lot of energy into or a lot of whatever into so that you feel like the risk of sharing it is pretty high. Now, some of you seem to be able to do this easily. And if you feel uncomfortable, you're really good at masking it. And I actually applaud you for that in some ways, because I know how hard it is. I know that, you know, even for established artists that I've talked with, uh, they've been doing this for years. They've been sharing for years and it doesn't get any easier. I don't think, I think that people who are sharing personal stuff or sharing stuff that's important to them, they're constantly having this problem of this feeling of vulnerability. And that's what I'm going to call it. And that's what this episode is actually about that feeling of vulnerability, but then not just vulnerability, which we hear a lot about, but then vulnerability mixed with fear and the fear that comes with being vulnerable and how, threatening that can feel. And I, and 
I'm not any kind of biologist or anthropologist or anything like that, but I've, or psychologist, anything like that, but I've read enough to know where that comes from. And I'll explain a little bit what I've learned about the whole feeling of vulnerability and fear later on in this episode. Um, the interesting thing is, so after finishing the book and then sharing the book with people, like I said, I've shared it with, I want to say a few dozen people. I don't actually know the number. I've just been sharing parts of the book with people who I feel like would appreciate it or that I trust or whatever. And pretty much there's been two reactions, two reactions only. Uh, the first reaction, which seems to be a popular one, and it's actually okay, is people don't read it, or if they do read it, I don't hear anything back from them. And I don't really pressure people to get their feedback or to read it. If somebody feels called to read something I create or engage with something I create, great. I'm happy about that. And if they don't, that's also fine. I, I know that people have a lot going on. And so this is another thing, and I'll probably talk about this in a later episode. It's important not to take it personally if someone doesn't react immediately. They, people have things going on. It's fine. So that's you know a big part of this. But then from the people I do hear back from, they like it. Now, I'm going to take what they say at face value. I don't think that they're lying to me. I don't think that they're um, trying to make me feel good. They could also say nothing. I'm sure if they thought it was completely nuts, they would say nothing. But that's not where we're at. So anyway, that's my kind of the overall reaction. So it's kind of funny. Like I was terrified to share it. And I don't know what I expected people to say. I don't know if I expected people to write back nasty emails or texts saying, you know, what a crazy person I am or, you know, how terrible my work is. I mean, and again, if someone feels that way, that's great. If they feel that way and don't express it to me, I don't really care. If they feel that way and do express it to me, I also don't care because I think the fear of those responses is worse than actually getting them. I mean, I've, I've had people tell me, things I've done are stupid or they don't like it or just doesn't vibe with them. And that's fine. Totally cool. Everybody has different tastes. So not take it personally, I think is the lesson, but still it, it's the, the act of sharing was terrifying. The, the very first people I shared with were the people closest to me. And that was terrifying. Um, but as I've done it, and I think one of the themes I come back to and back to in this podcast is as you do it more, as you get the reps in of sharing, it becomes a lot easier. It becomes a lot easier to do it the hundredth time than the first time. So for those of you who are sharing, I will tell you it gets easier. It still does feel a little bit daunting, but it doesn't feel daunting like it does that very first time, which is the hardest. It feels like you're sort of throwing yourself off a cliff and you're really putting yourself out there. You're opening yourself up. And that's what vulnerability is. It's opening yourself up to being hurt. And it's not a bad thing, but that's what's happening. You're being vulnerable. Somebody could hurt you. You are opening up. It's sort of like when you invite someone over to your house. You're making yourself vulnerable. Someone could steal something from your house, but we see the benefits as much greater than this sort of imagined fear of theft. And yes, those things happen, but we recover. And once in a while, that might happen. But I think you know, to go through life and never have someone come over because you're afraid of theft that's going to be some sort of disorder. I'm not, I wouldn't want to live like that. I think most of you would feel the same way. So same thing with sharing. It's going to feel a little bit daunting and it's going to take courage to share. And that's what I've been learning from this experience. And, and from the experience of feeling that fear and interacting with it. So, so after I share, 
feeling that fear and having it right in front of me and being forced to confront it has actually increased my courage. Because what I think to myself is, am I going to continue on this path or am I going to stop? So if I'm going to continue, I need to step into this. I need to allow myself to feel these feelings and move forward despite them. If I'm going to stop, I should just stop. I'm not going to stop. Um, So that's what it is. There's a quote from Nelson Mandela that I'll share with you. Courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers the fear. And I don't even think, with all respect to Nelson Mandela, I don't even think one needs to conquer the fear. I think the fear will always be there in some form, but I think it's acting in spite of the fear. I think it's feeling the fear and being like, okay, yes, I feel that it's a feeling, but I'm going to do it anyways. So I think that's what it's about. And I think for a lot of this, I think evolution is the problem. Like I said, at the intro or at the beginning of this podcast, um, I think we've evolved to not be excluded from our tribe. So doing things that are out of the ordinary or doing things that share personal stuff or leave us vulnerable, I think it triggers something in us. And if any of you have a psychology background or I guess evolutionary psychology background, I'd love to hear from you or love to kind of hear any resources about that. But um, I think the idea here is that when you go outside of the mold, when you go outside of the norm and the norm isn't to share stuff, the norm is not to share things that are personal. Even those of us who create stuff, sharing is another step that we're not always comfortable doing. So even if we are creative people, we might not always be creative people who share with the world because that is a whole other situation. And it does trigger, I almost feel like it's a genetic or physical reaction of stress and fear that is basically trying to keep you safe. We have these reactions for a reason. It's not just random. I think that in the old days, if you were in a tribe, you better make sure that whatever you're doing keeps you in good, keeps you on the good side of the tribe. Because if you're alone in the wilderness, then you're screwed. So I think that the successful humans evolved from those who were who knew how to tread that line, who knew how to stay within the good graces of the tribe. And I think when we share, we're going against that programming. So that's my, I don't want to say pseudoscientific, but I think just based on the reading that I've done, that seems to be where it comes from. Like I said, if there's someone else who disagrees or has a different viewpoint or more information, I'd love to hear it because I love learning more about that kind of thing. Um, And I think I'll just add, you know, for me, Personally, I think being someone who grew up in foster care and an adoptive family, I think that fear of being left out of the tribe is even more accentuated because you have this feeling of abandonment or like you don't fit in. So I think for me, it was a bigger thing. So, you know, having that experience of growing up in foster care and adoptive families, I think even then, you know, my whole thing was. How do I fit in? How do I stay in? Will I be abandoned again? This is a whole psychological part of this, but um, I just wanted to add that in because that's another layer that I have to deal with. And maybe some of you have a similar thing. You know, maybe you have 
you know, family that divorced or some sort of other thing that happened when you're young that made you feel like you could be rejected easily. So those are kind of the the reasons that I, I feel like behind it. But I think when I actually am confronting this fear, when I'm actually looking to confront the fear, I have to remind myself of the why. I have to look beyond myself and realize that when I'm writing or creating or doing something, I'm not just trying to um, do it for my own self-aggrandizement. I'm not just trying to do it because, you know, it's all about me. I actually have a why that connects to a bigger purpose. And I think that a lot of you have the same thing. And if you don't, or you don't feel like you do, I think that's a really good thing to explore. Like, what is your reason why? What are you trying to accomplish in the world? Or what are you trying to change in the world by sharing your creations? And for me, um, I'm trying to share a particular truth that I've discovered. And I'm not going to go too much into what the book is about, but I'll tell you that the particular truth that I've discovered really has to do with transmuting intergenerational trauma and intergenerational pain, turning that into something positive. And I think the book that I wrote shows how to do that. And my hope is that other people who read that, people who are young or old or who have gone through stuff or who are living with these kind of things can read the book, take inspiration and learn from my story. I, I think that my story can be instructive and I find it valuable. Um, I also wrote it to transform the lives of my family. So I have children and uh, I want them to know where they come from. Like I said, this is a book about intergenerational trauma. So I explore um, my family history for, I would say, close to a century before I was born. So for my children and their children, I think this is going to be a great thing to have exist. Um, I also feel like it's good for my friends and family to get to know me better. I think there's people who know that I have this kind of complicated, weird story, but don't know a lot of the details of it. So I really enjoy sharing that with them and developing that connection with them. And I do feel like the people I've shared it with and who have responded to what I've written, I feel like I've uh, gotten closer to them. And I hope the feeling is mutual. And I hope that something that is beneficial to the people who read what I wrote. So I think when I weigh the discomfort that I feel, when I weigh that feeling of, did I just ruin my life? Am I going to be seen as a crazy person or whatever? I weigh it against that why. I weigh it against that bigger goal. And I heard recently someone talking about how when you get so caught up in what others will think of you, that's actually a really selfish reaction. And I, I, I agree with that. That resonated with me. That seemed to be true. So if you're always worried about what are people going to think about me, that's selfish. But I think if you're always worried about how is this going to serve the mission, how is this going to serve the why, then you're actually more oriented towards other people. And I think if we can orient ourselves towards service, then we don't really have to give much of a fuck what people think about us because we're just sort of the vessel. And if people don't like the mission, if people are opposed to what we have to say, they'll be opposed anyways, whether we say it or someone else does. So we might as well do it our way and say it our way, right? Um, so yeah, it's really about coming back to a place of service and why, and so that we can embrace that discomfort. Um, and I think growing up in Western society, and especially you know the relatively affluent Western society that we mostly live in here in the United States, not everybody, obviously, but a lot of us, 
Um, if we have internet, we're relatively affluent, correct? So if you're listening, you're relatively affluent. Um, discomfort isn't something that we're always taught to live with. We're always in society, we're always given this idea that we should be looking for ways out of discomfort, that if we're uncomfortable, we should find ways to get comfortable. It's not always explicit. It's sometimes it's an implicit thing. There's always something we can do to get comfortable or distract ourselves or numb ourselves, which is normal. We all do it. I do it. There's definitely you know times when I feel uncomfortable and I look for that escape. Um, I would say that, you know, there's many industries, I'm not going to go into it, which ones that are built on people escaping discomfort. We know this. billions of dollars are made from people wanting to not be uncomfortable. But I think what that means is that then we have to take responsibility for learning to sit with discomfort and learning to feel discomfort and deal with it and feel okay with being uncomfortable from time to time when there's a good reason to, I mean, there's, you know, obviously we don't want to just make ourselves uncomfortable just because, I mean, although we might, but I think that's not what I'm talking about here. I think I'm talking about making ourselves uncomfortable in the service of something greater, even if that thing is just our own creativity and the change we can make in our life by being creative. Um, yeah, so I think there's a beauty in embracing discomfort. And we would see discomfort often as a negative feeling, and I don't think we need to classify it as that. I think we can just classify it as a signal that we're getting. And it might even be that as we feel uncomfortable, that might mean that we're more doing real shit. I mean, if you think about the gym, I'm uncomfortable there 90% of the time, but um, I'm gaining something from it. I'm getting stronger. And I think it's like that with so many things. Practicing a skill or a sport is also uncomfortable, yet we wouldn't say not to do it. So it really is, I think, uh, you know, about finding discomfort and breaking the pattern that we have that tells us that we should always be comfortable. We have programming um, that makes us just immediately move away from discomfort. So I think just learning to sit with uncomfortable feelings is the move. So it really is a call to courage. The whole, this whole thing is what I'm saying. It's, um, you know, being vulnerable. And again, I think sometimes the, the word is overused, but I think, you know, being vulnerable, I think putting yourself out there, becoming the man in the arena or woman in the arena, as Theodore Roosevelt, I believe it was said, that person who's out there doing stuff is always going to be uncomfortable. It's always going to leave you vulnerable. It's always going to leave you open to attack. But the more that you do it, the more stronger you are and the more you can withstand it. And I even you know, say that being vulnerable isn't about being weak. It's actually the strongest thing you can do. If you think about it, soldiers in the line of fire are being vulnerable. Nobody would say they're not being brave. People going up on stage and performing are being vulnerable. Nobody would say that they're not being brave. So um, a lot of people get that twisted. So I just wanted to throw that in there. So you know, really the people who are growing are the ones who are vulnerable. And yes, even if you do get hit, I think what it also teaches you is that you can take the punch. You know, like I, I do Muay Thai kickboxing. And so, you know, sparring with other people, that's vulnerable. But what I've learned is you can take the hit. You can take the hit. You can move on. Um, I never would have learned that had I not got into the ring. So I just want to share that, that little thing. And I think by being uncomfortable, by being vulnerable, that's really how we transform. And I think that's how we, we gain creative confidence. And I think kind of bringing it back to where we started, the, the feeling and the thoughts are going to be 
am I crazy? Am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something that is putting me in danger? And I think it's really our body and our genetic programming that's telling us to stop, to not move outside of the norm. And I think that's why so many of us, and I would say it's more normal that there's people who have creative impulses and don't share because of this feeling than there are people who do. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there sitting on the sidelines who are uncomfortable because they have something to share, yet they're not doing it. And my hope is that if you're listening to this, that, um, you know, if you start doing something and you feel like you're completely nuts, you're on the right track. So that's all I have to say on that topic for today. And thank you for joining me. Um, I've been enjoying recording these and sharing these podcasts with you. And I would only ask if you enjoyed it or this at all resonated or brought you value that you either share it with somebody you either um, review it or subscribe or do any of those things that I think would support this. Um, I would love the support. I'd love to know that people are out there listening. And then also there is a mailing list. You can go to hypermemoir.com and join the mailing list or just look up hypermemoir and find the mailing list. And then we'll let you know when there's new episodes or information or resources related to the topics that we're talking about here. So I'm Chris Valtimes and thank you for listening. <laughs>